0: Darling, we've had one hell of a time, but the question on everybody's mind, where is the... (laughs) Welcome to, uh, welcome to, um, uh, oh, shit. Welcome to podcasting oh, uh, with Matthew <laughs> Rosenberg. Oh, <Terrible> fuck, we <laughs> were talking about Star Wars titles. Uh, uh, I was trying to think of a star, uh, another Star Wars pun for a title. Couldn't, I couldn't think, of think of a of single one from fast Star enough.
1: Wars. <laughs> couldn't think of the name of our podcast. Real wars podcast wars uh, it also i don't want to spoil anybody it says tyrus in shock right now i don't want to this spoil is anybody. awful
2: <laughs> this is what you guys do every week um, what if I we know. told
0: you this is what we do for a living Holy yeah. time. i don't want i guess
2: i guess anybody can do it that's I know, anybody
1: rip. can
0: do it <laughs> i don't want to spoil anything
1: yeah. for you griffin it also says the name or very close to the name of the show in the top corner of the screen if that oh, if you ever need to cheat fuck. uh it oh, has a little oh. variation today uh, hi, everybody. <laughs> Welcome to Ideas Don't Bleed, a podcast. That's all mm-hmm. we're saying about it today. A, I don't want to oversell it. Yeah. We're off to yes. a bad start. It's this, a podcast. It's a podcast. Um, we are three gentlemen. My name is Matthew Rosenberg. <laughs> uh, the two gentlemen who are uh, deliriously giggling are Griffin Sheridan and Ethan S. Parker. We're all and gentlemen yeah (laughs) today today we're all gentlemen (laughs) and uh for the next hour or 30 minute installments uh we are gentlemen and today Mm -hmm. is a very special day because we are joined by one of my favorite people in the whole world my collaborator on many many projects Mm -hmm. mr tyler patrick boss yeah can i yeah can i say your middle name tyler is that okay
2: yeah it's in my email
1: Oh, that's right. But I'm not going to give out your email on the show. That it's would be easy weird. To out. Uh, the,
2: <laughs> that's uh, true. Thank, thank you, gentlemen. Uh, gentlemen that I number among. Thank you for having me.
1: Yes, mm. you don't have to be a gentleman. That you that only we, applies to. Uh, us. Oh, that's just you three. Yeah, you're. We're the gentlemen for today. You get to uh, deal the his choice on it.
2: Uh, a couple <laughs> days ago, I went out to dinner with uh, my lovely wife, Courtney, and two of our friends. And we Which friends? See- Say their names. Give them a boost on the uh, show. Uh, in Jesse, their emails. Jesse Goldsberry, uh, or Goldsberry. He's the uh, he's he's actually got a he's the uh, producer of Velocipaster, Velocipaster oh, two now on Kickstarter. Very good. Uh, Very he also good. works. He's the he works for Crunchyroll. Anyways, we went and saw Barbarian. Awesome, awesome movie. I, I'm trying to not hear anything about it. Yeah, and you shouldn't. No uh, I'm not gonna, I, I, yeah. I saw nothing. I just went in and I had a, one of the, my favorite things I've seen in a long time. This is all a long way of saying. We went out to dinner and we're discussing the movie and on the at the place we went to they have um it was it's a brewery and they had they started doing like uh they partnered with a whiskey and so they're doing beer shots but i don't like any of the beers that come with the shots but my buddy jesse he did want one of those beers and so he he ordered that beer and i was like i'll take his shot but then i can get the beer that i want Uh, i'm trying to be frugal and the uh waitress called me a fuzzball uh so you guys can be gentlemen and i'll be a fuzzball
0: okay what what about your attempt to be frugal generated the fuzzball nickname
2: i don't know she didn't seem to like that i was trying to game the system and save save five bucks uh oh, okay. it was said it was said not not Loving not me. kindly
1: not not kindly yeah kindly we call that
0: what nickname. is it What is it motivate about fuzzball I don't know. Were you were you wearing a fuzzy hat, a no. fluffy jacket?
2: Did you no. shave recently? Is it, no. what happened? I don't know. Okay. I don't know where it came from. But I've never been called a fuzzball as like a anything. it's kind of cute. So, yeah. It's not yeah. bad. Right.
1: Well. um, we'll probably we'll probably stick with that. That's probably your nickname from now on. Okay. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um the uh we're gonna cut all that out because we don't talk about booze on the show. This is a straight edge podcast. Oh, um, a straight, a straight edge podcast. <laughs> I'm instead. the only I'm the only stranger here, but we don't, we just don't talk about it. We just don't. What, you can what?
3: only, you can only click clean or explicit for
1: Apple podcasts. And we we clicked clean. So we, can't clean. we, we fucked up and it's clean. Yeah. And now we can't talk about most of the stuff we talk about on here.
0: Well, um, will talk, about talk about clean living. Tyler, boss, and I are about to have a kombucha podcast. Uh, it's Ooh. happening right now. Oh, wow. Tyler, booch- what, what, the booch- what, what flavor of GTs are you uh, drinking today? I'm, I
2: exclusively drink the gingerade. It's a okay. uh, very
0: good that's, choice.
2: I've never had another one. I'm sort of one of those people where it's like I try something once, and if I mm-hmm. get the one mm-hmm. that I like, I just never want to fuck with it. I think this it's is just, why I, me, I just me and Tyler ride. are
1: friends, because we both do this.
2: Yeah, well, it's – I mean, we hamburgers – restaurants uh, our <laughs> own friendship i got uh... i got mad at
1: tyler last week because we went to a hamburger place and i was like you should get this hamburger i've been here many times it's good and he was like no <laughs> and i was like no trust me and he was like i'm just gonna get the plain hamburger and uh-huh. I was like, no, this one's really good. You want it? And he was like, sure, but no. And I got, I got like, I was fine at the time. And then like an hour later, I was like, man, he should have fucking gotten that hamburger. He should have fucking listened mm-hmm. to me. Yeah, like... but
2: see, this this is where we, I want to start. Y- you were trying to give me this bells and whistle hamburger from this spot. I know it's like what they're famous for. I want to see this place. If they're good at making hamburgers, oh, I then it. they need to murder making like just your basic. I, I get it. I
1: get it. I like that philosophy. Principle. Look, yeah. uh, that's my philosophy too. And you know that. But my point was that we, <laughs> you and me share a passion. Palette. and so yeah. i have already gotten past the basic hamburger and and i like
2: i and i trust you but i haven't apparently I
1: gotta, not apparently i you trust don't. you
2: but I, ha- I need to do it for, it's look when we go out for ethiopian and claire and courtney have their weird vegetables what are we doing we're meat. Eating
1: we're in eating, meat we're eating a big eating pile meats. of meat
2: yeah. we're in the big the big thing <laughs> of meats i trust you then you, you're but... right.
1: yeah it was a little hurtful but we've moved past it
2: um, <laughs> you didn't even fr- get a hamburger you got a cheesesteak
1: i got a cheesesteak because i got the hamburger the night before and oh, then, then we went back the next and day. And then we we went back and stick. you got the cheesesteak again and then you <laughs> messed up because you know that I don't like it when you order the same thing as me first. I don't care if you order it second. But I, I ordered like for it. you. No, you ordered for you. But
2: no, you I right. ordered I ordered and then you made a face and then I turned to the waiter. And I said, to her, I was like, he's going to be really embarrassed because we're about Mm -hmm. to order the exact same thing, except for he's going to ask to have no onions on it. Mm -hmm. Uh, And then I turned to look at you and you looked embarrassed. And then I wasn't
1: embarrassment. It was I wasn't mad that you outed me to the waiter as being a weirdo. The waiter should know that (laughs) I was mad that I was hurt that you would order first, knowing that you were going to get the same thing as me. Oh, need to okay. Give an, you understand. should be like I should, should be when you're getting the same thing. You should be like Matt. You go first, and then you copy me. That's the mm. proper etiquette. That's honestly. the etiquette.
3: Okay. We I should think. do more. We
1: should do more contentious food talk on the show. I like. <laughs> I like this. Uh, well, I
0: was pretty mad about the kombucha talk. Yeah, I think I think okay. that's gross. I think it's pretty good. I I wish Tyler Boss would expand his horizons a little bit. There's well, other okay. flavors well, Griffin,
2: of GTs. I, There's other brands. What's I. I here's the thing across brand. I stick with the ginger because that's how I know if I'm gonna like the brand.
1: Mm-hmm. I do the same shit with seltzer,
2: like with seltzer. I drink a lot of seltzer, and I my favorite number one Halls mm-hmm. can really only get in New York. Aggressive bubble.
0: Okay, uh, but number I'm two not doing aggressive <laughs> bubble. It's I, a, I, I a, like a mid range a, a mid range bubble a, is a Poland Spring. Then a
2: Poland the big bottle Poland Spring absolutely. that's a great one. Okay, but absolutely. I always go with the same flavor because you want to mm. know.
0: Yeah, it's smart. What it's I agree i get it Fuzzball's get smart it. he knows what he's doing but <laughs> yeah.
1: that doesn't laugh it exactly. up fuzzball there you go i there stayed it's... at i stayed at a punk house once where someone had poured uh kombucha down the drain like like the actual the creature not the drink um and like the dianoga-esque creature that floats in people's fucking houses and i hate and it grew in their septic tank
0: yeah don't put why
1: would you do that um, it's because a living it's just, thing. Yeah, it's a, yeah, it's a nightmare thing. But and and they had <laughs> they had to have a, their septic tank dug up and and dealt with because there was like a giant four year old kombucha living <laughs> yeah. in their septic tank, and, and like oh, that's okay. all I think about when people drink kombucha is this punk house, which was not
0: a pleasant place before I found this out. Sure. Um, oh, God. All right, well, next book fucking figured out, Ethan. God damn, put it down in the notes. (laughs) Yeah. Put it down. I say we
3: take all that stuff, we put that behind the paywall. And the, so the comic <laughs> shit whatever that's this is like the bonus
0: well we can restart because I, I figured out a, a another star wars related um podcast name oh you want to start uh, clean you want to yeah, start the podcast again Where you could, we're we're you, could, you, could you could you could call it that bit from revenge of the sith where general grievous says launch the escape pods and then mm-hmm. they do it and then he kicks all he hits all the buttons and stuff doop, doop, doop. yeah and you just do that, but it says podcasts instead of escape. Launch pod. the escape podcast. Podcasts. Which, yeah, which of the four of us does the best general grievous impression? <laughs> That's a great question. Okay, okay. All, four of s- us, all four of us go at the same time. <laughs> okay. Same time. On, on go. One, two, three, uh, go. <clears throat>
1: <clears throat> I was really Good. sure that no one was gonna go so <laughs> i didn't go and everybody did it so i feel like
0: i actually you the jerk myself there yeah yeah come on matthew rosenberg I blew you it. just hot shot at us or whatever all right well i do actually i do actually have one more food thing for you because <laughs> oh, because you said go to new york go Me. to two bros oh, Pizza. yeah no yeah. i didn't say go to two bros pizza you yeah, said you go to two bros pizza. No. Was he fucking no. with you?
1: No. That's I, what
0: we're wondering, and that's what no. Donnie Cates said. We were like, no. Matt Rosenberg yeah. said two bros, and he's like, He's fucking with he's you. He's fucking and with was, you. Yeah. <laughs> First of all,
1: two bros is fine. But it, to be uh, less, it, was, it was fine. <laughs> but you said they no, got I mean, the best Buffalo chicken. Leave? Oh, is that yeah, what that is what you said. Oh, guess what? Mm-hmm. It's on tape. I said go to Kiss My Slice on 80th no on 40th and 8th and that's the place by Midtown Comics and that's why I said someone in the chat said I go to two bros and I said two bros is fine we're going to have to check this Yeah, please know. do nice. uh, uh, run, I want you guys to cut it in because I want you guys to have to edit shaming yourselves onto <laughs> it's the podcast it, that's,
3: that's not going to have w- the
1: result you want it is. People are just going to hear you fucking with us. <laughs> no, I didn't. Look, I would very proudly fuck with you. I uh-huh. I would be very happy if I did. I would be like, oh, you know what the best place is? It's just it's the dumpster outside the Javits Center. That is the best. <laughs> Wasn't place. he raving about the Buffalo Chicken? He, I he was. i kiss my slice. No, that's the good spot.
0: Yes, you guys, no, you're gaslighting uh, we us. Right? <laughs> we, we really had it in our heads. Here's, we here's really, the thing: we're going to figure I, it out. Yes.
1: Of the three of us, I'm the person mm-hmm. who lives here. And also mm-hmm. the person who was sober. <laughs> so I'm going to give me two points on this and say that I, you have to cut this out because we talked about drinking again, but yeah, yeah. I'm going to say that I'm mm-hmm. probably right, but, and by probably, I'm definitely Fair. right. Okay. Um, okay. Also, I gave you yep. like, you texted me and I gave you like a hundred dinner
0: options. You, you text- did. And, and, and they were them. all, we didn't go to any of those. We went to bandits the fuck is bandits yeah i don't know what that is it was a, it was a neat little disco place mm-hmm. it was a little diner with like a disco ball going and funk music playing i was into it and they had food at 2 a.m for us you, on a sunday you were also.
1: literally on the block of the best falafel in new york and i was like go to Mamoon's, has got the falafel oh, would, would, they would they be open would they be serving falafel yeah. at two oh, a.m. Yeah. on a sunday oh yeah mamoon's yeah
0: fuck oh, fuck yeah, yeah. all right is good
1: um get okay, the hot, so- we, that hot we were
0: sauce.
3: Bros. We were in the little disco place. We were like, this is New York baby. No.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I don't know. Maybe it is. I don't I mean I don't. it was I liked it. I liked it. They it was- poured a fucking Strong old fashioned, let me tell you that. Mm-hmm. Holy shit! I thought I wanted a drink and then I took a yeah, sip of that. Griffin, you like, have to cut this out. What is oh, the fuck? What our am I saying?
1: <laughs> also, I was really hoping Griffin. that you were gonna go, they poured a fucking strong
0: kombucha. I was <laughs> <laughs> aggressive, me, aggressive bubble, aggressive bubble, <laughs> a, a, a seltzered kombucha, aggressive bubble, large <laughs> amoeba floating at the top large, of it.
3: Large, <laughs> have we
0: put a ribbon on all that stuff? Are we
3: gonna talk comics?
2: Now I was, was gonna
0: say that yeah two bros was uh, not very good we I had to eat it cold because we walked all around that's the, the only city way it comes. with it that's first the only way it comes. <laughs> yeah like, anyway, <laughs> it comes cold it's... they cook it cold they pioneered the yeah. cold can cooking I just process let, yeah.
2: for anyone who goes to new york city two bros is fine it's not the place you go to get a slice two bros is like i need to put a piece of something in my body or i'm gonna mm-hmm. die you have two dollars <laughs> in your pocket you get two slices and then you just load it up With as much salt, pepper, red pepper flakes, and parmesan that they have on the counter. The parmesan's always empty, and or like one hard clump, but still parmesan.
0: Brock,
1: yeah,
2: yeah. Uh,
0: But that's like it's fine for that. Yeah, that's that's got its own value. Yeah, I I
1: went out. I went out on Saturday night after New York Comic Con, or during New York Comic Con. I went out with. who did I go with? Is Josh Williamson and Dan Waters and Ram V and Tom King. And we went out to go get some pizza and I took them to a pizza place and they were trying to go to a dollar slice place. And I was like, no, absolutely not. This is my town. I'm going to take you to a place. That's decent. So this and is I t- took my town. <laughs> um, gonna I mean, two to, of those guys are British. Ooh. Like, you know, come on. Uh, the, <laughs> and so I, I took them to a place and we went in, we went inside ordered and then got a table and, and they were like, I was like, Hey, we should go to the, there's a park around the corner. Let's just get our slices to go and eat in the park. And they were all like, this is fine. And I was like, no, this place is super (laughs) sketchy. And it's 3am. Like we should peace out and go to this park. It'll be nice. And they were like, nah, it's fine. Let's just sit here. And I was like, okay. And then 20 minutes into it, uh, the two people sitting at the table next to us uh, got louder and louder. And then one of them told the other that he was going to slit his throat and uh, it got real escalated. And um some of the comic writers, I'm not going to snitch and name names, looked very uncomfortable. And I just sat there smiling and said, when that. the when the New Yorker says, hey, this place is sketchy. We shouldn't hang out here about a place <laughs> in New York. You should listen to them and like be like, OK, I'm going to go to the place because now you're scared. And like, I tried to prevent you guys from being scared. Not everyone was scared. <laughs> so you guys can, uh, the audience at home can guess which of those guys was scared and which of those guys was, was cool and collected. We'll have a but- poll. We'll have a poll: Who got scared yeah. by the attempted murder behind us at the pizza place <laughs> at three a.m.? Um, But yeah, it was nice. Uh But you know what? It wasn't. It wasn't two bros. Uh, two bros are a sponsor of the podcast, by the way. Official sponsor. Mm-hmm. Two bros. Two bros. It's two bros. Fine. They're
0: on. They're on most corners. It seems. Two bros. Uh, why, why is it out? so cold?
3: Yeah. Um, two bros. Best eaten crusty think- after Donny Cates makes you walk around with it for an hour and a half. <laughs> two bros on st mark's anymore like the original one is
2: that even there anymore i
1: don't think so i think that now it's just all the ones on the fucking like yeah on the avenues Yeah,
3: yeah
1: um yeah the hey everybody welcome to ideas don't bleed
3: (laughs) now this is podcasting what's the other one launch the launch the escape podcast escape Escape
1: podcast feels real weird but let's yeah, do it. We're Launch doing this- our best, Matthew. I Launch the Escape Podcast. Want. We're gonna start. I doubt we're gonna cut that any of that. No, because, not at all. But we're gonna act like we we are. My name is Matthew Rosenberg. Uh, I'm joined by Ethan. I'm joined by Griffin. Hi. I'm joined by Tyler Boss. Uh, Tyler, let's talk about you. That's why you're here. <laughs> we're like we're like three intros deep. I love it, <laughs> <amazing. Yeah>. Tyler. <laughs> Tyler, do you have any thoughts about pizza or kombucha? No, no, no. I want to talk to you about yourself for a little bit. Um, let's let's just give a general intro. Uh, ask the boring questions first. How did you get your start in comics? Ooh, if you were my friend, you would know that. Um, you... <laughs> this, this isn't for me. I do
2: know <laughs> that. Uh, how did I get my start? Uh, complicated. Um, Is it? Yeah, it's a weird one. Or maybe it's not weird. Maybe it's totally normal. I went to school for comics. Uh, I went. I attended the School of Visual Arts in New York City. Uh, and f- while I was there, I worked at the comic book shop Forbidden Planet, where I met the host of this podcast, Matthew Rosenberg.
1: Mm-hmm. Uh,
2: we became friends, f- uh, sure. fiends, fiends. Um, we became we, because we because we took the same train ride home, and we worked the same shift.
1: We, I think um, we became friends because um, we are both uh, grumpy in the same way, not sure. because of proximity, but you know, you can. <laughs> whatever. I don't know which one of those is better. <laughs> yeah. They're both, neither one makes us sound pleasant, <laughs> but,
2: um, but so, uh, yeah, from there, I, I, when I, me and Matt, uh, sort of made a friendship and you and me, we, we made four kids together. And at the same time I was, um, an assistant, uh, to Michael Lark on the image book Lazarus as his background anchor, um and i was still working in comic shops and stuff and then four kids came out and people seemed to like it and now uh we i can continue to draw comic books and write comic books so. I,
1: that, I want to point out that you said that that was a confusing story or you said it was complicated it
0: seemed pretty straightforward <laughs> it's pretty you, linear I, yeah. yeah
2: well yeah
0: and uh, thought about maybe <laughs> chopping it up and then rearranging the pieces in what would... Yeah, oh, to make it more, more complicated. yeah way to watch it. Yeah, 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 it, should yeah it should be it like Memento. It. it should start mm-hmm. with you making
1: four kids. <laughs> you know, yeah, and then mm-hmm. work backwards. And then um, suddenly you're a child looking at a comic book. I don't remember yeah. how Memento I don't like that. No, it's um, <laughs> I, don't, I don't know. Uh, I don't know. I watched the re-edit of Memento where it's all just in straight. <laughs> they just put it in order. And you're like, oh, so know. You could do that on the DVD there's a uh, there's like a hidden sounds, password and you can watch bad. it at first moment. it's not it's a good movie it's a good okay. it works well that way it's uh because okay. we very smart um <laughs> i i guess my hot question take. <laughs> hot take, yeah look coming in hot here my my i guess my first question for you is do you feel like going to sva and <clears throat> going to art school do you feel like that changed what you wanted to do in comics or or the direction you wanted to go or do you feel like that focused it and then conversely, like, do you feel like working in a comic shop did the same? Because I mm-hmm. feel like they're sort of different ends of the spectrum. Because I know, you know, you had some very illustrious professors who are sort of sure. on the more lit comic side. And then you're slinging Batman comic. Not that Forbidden Planet doesn't <laughs> sell all kinds of comics, but you're slinging Batman comics. Like, yeah, Do you feel like those, there was a pull there in one direction or the other?
2: Yeah, I think it's, it, it, it is sort of an interesting thing where in school... You know, I didn't uh, coming out of SVA minus my like final year, I didn't have a single comics page to show as like a portfolio because I basically spent the first three years as a total incubator to just mess around. And I wasn't worried about developing a style or, or, uh, you know, having a certain look to the, the work. It was more just about learning as much about the medium and trying as many different things as possible. And then my senior year, my final project was the, basically the first issue of. Four kids, um, but in in the school aspect of it, a very you know I, my teachers were Klaus Jansen and and Dave Mazak Kelly and Gary Panner and um, all these sort of like and greats who were sort of like very experimental with the form and that was that was my interest was sort of the more you're drawn in quarterlies, your fanographics your your indie bent or lit bent as Matt said but then yeah working at Forbidden Planet you do have this whole commerce angle to it and you you start to realize where it's like you know there's a lot of people who have Koyama or, you know, formerly what are, uh, Koyama Books titles that were still working day jobs because it's not as though drawing these comics was making them enough money to, to live off of. Um, versus, say, somebody like Jeff Lemire, who is sort of straddling both areas where he would have his indie book, but he also was, you know, this is what, 2012 or something. So he's writing Superboy. um all right, no, I guess this, we're going to 52. So he's writing Animal Man and and, and uh, Frankenstein Agent of Shade, but he's also doing, you know, his weirder, more indie stuff. Like Underwater um,
1: Welders coming out.
2: Hmm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, so it, it was interesting to sort of see all these different things because I really thought I was just going to sort of work at a comic book shop and slowly crank away on an indie book. Um, and hopefully, you know, that would come out someday. And great, I did my comic and now I... I can die happy <laughs> um and now it's I've, my the not that my interest in the way I approach my work has changed as, as far as like on the page but it's definitely I'd, I'd say working in the store and working with Matthew and uh, there's maybe more of a attentiveness to the market as opposed to mm-hmm. um simply just uh making the exact comic I would mm-hmm. want to make or something if that makes sense
1: so you in some ways, you feel like your lineage is more of a like fanographics drawn and quarterly type creator who's just happens to be in like the single issue comic world. Do you feel like that's accurate, or do you feel like that's where I, you are?
2: No, I mean, I think that's where I thought I was coming from, and that was definitely a lot of influences. like I think it's pretty obvious when you look at my stuff, you can see the the Chris Ware the the Dan Klaus of it all, and it's not as though my stuff looks particularly mainstream in the sense that like you know i think a marvel reader would be really bummed to pick up and read a tyler boss marvel comic
1: um
2: but i don't think that's uh,
1: i think i think that's not true i mean some definitely would but i don't think (laughs) that's true i think i think that your style is very if you if you understand and appreciate comics i think people would appreciate your work yeah not not everybody who buys comics obviously does appreciate art on that level but i think that but you, I think you're selling also, yourself short
2: as much, sure. Point. I think, but it, it's also a weird thing. Of, I think that sort of like division of it's either Marvel DC or an indie is sort of kind of gone away in a lot of mm-hmm. the, and it's because of people like Matt Kent and Jeff Lemire and Kyle Starks, um, mm-hmm. and Tilly Walden, where it's mm-hmm. your, your readers are they're they're sure maybe they came in reading DC Marvel and then they picked up a few image titles and now they're picking up the fanographics. But I feel like readers are just, they're, they're, what's the word for it? Um, I think they're hungry for any, you know, they just like comics. I don't think it's as, as, as hard lined of, well, I just read, you know, I'm the Marvel zombie or I'm, I'm the person who only reads DC. It's now, it's kind of a thing where it's like, pretty cross-pollinated
1: yeah Yeah. that was always a that was always a funny thing for me when i like i always assumed that like i would do indie books and then i would go do big two books and then those people would follow me to back to indie books basically but it was like a ladder and it's really interesting because like i did have that happen i do have that happen i'm very fortunate but also i get just as many people who are like i really love four kids walking to a bank so i picked up Punisher you know like or whatever Mm -hmm. like I picked up this and I was like oh I never thought that it would flow that way I sort of thought that like it would be more segregate the superhero people would be more segregated and people wouldn't check it out and and... I feel like that's a
2: difference we've seen though even over like I feel like and correct me if I'm wrong here Matt but I feel like since we've we're working in a shop together and we Mm -hmm. could sort of see when you know when Saga and Sex Criminals and it probably was the fade out no it's probably Fatale came yeah. out and and Ed Brubaker and and Remender and uh were still working at Marvel and then they transitioned into Image like we were working in a shop and yeah. so we saw those people like we saw that transition happen where like some people thought that was the roadmap map as you go and you work at Marvel DC so then you can go into your and I think um I think just the comics ecosystem is re- relative to say like television or movies so small I think it moves quicker yeah. Um. Right. Then say like larger industries like video games or, or movies or something, and so you, consumer relations to like the art or to the work shifts quicker. So you, like mm-hmm. you just see it. It's changed to where what you're talking about, man. Where it's like four years after Rick and and Ed and and Kelly Sue and these people did the, their version of it. The model has already changed.
1: Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. No. I think that's definitely true. And I also think that there's um there's a weird thing. That is the audience, the audience just sort of I, I don't feel like, it, you know, I, I think people in comic shops would disagree with me, but like, I feel like it just cycles out very quickly and you get a whole new audience. <clears throat> so like, it's not that people are learning new habits or new new being having new influences or looking for new things. It's just totally new readers every few years that it's like, mm-hmm. I know that when I made We Can Never Go Home and, you know, when we worked on We Can Never Go Home, there were people who were diehards for that book and like they just don't seem to read com- I, I don't hear from them anymore and and like right. I, I sort of was like maybe they're not into my stuff but I'm like no they're gone and now people who found four kids are like or now that we make what's the first place from here we get a lot of people who are like oh I'm gonna go check out four kids walking a bank and I sort of assume like well of course you'd already checked it out because it's our book before but it's like no it's a totally different audience like
3: when you say they're gone where do you think they went what, I think they all think- died <laughs> okay no no but like do you think do you think that people just fade off of comics or
2: I think that some of the well sorry Matt do you no no I, go. my my opinion of it is just is I think that some of the people that you see that are diehards the ones that you see like at cons right. and Twitter and or like right. are very vocal on Twitter these things like I think they just get burnt out. I think they go sure. so hard for it and spend you know X amount of dollars on variants and going to cons and conventions sure. and all these different things where I think after like four years of it, you're just
1: burnt and you're like, okay, I need a new hobby. I need a new thing to excite me. I think, I think there is a certain phases in people's lives also where they're like, I'm going to immerse myself in a thing completely. And then they pull back and are like, I can love this thing casually now. And I think like, you know, I remember having the realization, like, I think Mark Wade once said like, and, and I watched it among friends, like, when I started making comics, a bunch of my friends were like, oh, I'm going to start reading comics and like getting back into it like they were lapsed comics readers. And I remember Mark Wade said once, like, the average comics reader, like the average, I don't remember, you know, I'm probably misquoting here, but he said something about like how the average comic reader reads like 10 trades a year or something. And like you know, we, we tend to think of everyone being like in the shop on Wednesday and buying all these books, but that's not true. And, and like to Mark Wade's point, he was like, you know, the average reader reads like 10 books a year. So you have to make a compelling case that your comic is more interesting than saga, the walking dead, Batman, Spider-Man, like, because that's, that's a whole year for them. They just like, they, they pick up two walking dead trades, two saga trades the you know, Batman killing joke and, you know, Spider-Man, Craven's last hunt, and they're done for the year. You (laughs) have to beat those books to like, find that audience. That's the bulk of the audience. And I think it's true that like, for a lot of people, they they either are or they graduate to this idea of like, well, I read it the way I read novels. So like, I'll read a couple novels, and then I'll read a graphic novel. And like, in that cycle, you're not reading a, you know like I read a graphic novel every night but like yeah. I'm a I'm a lunatic mm-hmm. but like for a lot of people they're like yeah I'm reading five a year I'm reading seven a year and and that I think some of them came from a time when they were reading more but then they're not I don't know it's a it's a it's one to smarter people than us have to sort of crack I guess. Yeah. But <laughs> one of the things I'm sort of curious about for you um it goes back to you saying, if you were my friend, you would know this. Uh, this is a good chance for me to ask you questions that I would never just call you, even though I talk to you on the phone pretty much every day. I would never call you and be like, "Hey, Tyler." Um, so I'm trying to get some of those out of the way here. Oh, Okay. Um, hey, Tyler, uh, you you're a very um, you're an accomplished graphic designer. You've been nominated for two graphic design Eisners. Um, you design. Uh, my lovely newsletter and, uh, all the stuff we work on. And it's always sort of, uh, you know, I, I always feel like a a big chunk of, of my success in my career. It, it's funny. Cause I, I say this a lot that like the things I think when people are like, Oh, you know, like when people are like, what do you attribute your career to? Like I I've worked with a lot of great artists and I've worked with a lot of great, you know, publishers and all these things and gotten to work on a lot of great characters but for me i think the two biggest things in my career were michael walsh doing the cover for we can never go home one and it being i was like i want it striking similar bright you know striking simple bright color stark image that's easily recognizable and then Mm -hmm. your cover for four kids number one um which i think is the same as just like this beautiful elegant standout cover and i think that you know, it's the reason that I sort of am always like, yeah, Tyler, like, I always try to get you to design more stuff for me, because like, that's sort of the foot I want to put forward is like your design aesthetic, I think is, is a huge part of my success in my career. But I also think it's a, a like how I want to represent myself. Um, that was a long way to get to my question of like, <laughs> you know, you're, you're a very accomplished designer, do you feel like I know that you wanted to make comics like most of your life where does the design come in like does that Mm -hmm. come later does it satisfy the same itch is it something you wanted to do was it something you fell into where does that come from for you
2: um I mean that's so in a basic sort of sense like you know all graphic design is is just arranging shapes in a pleasing manner like that's the that's the broad strokes idea of graphic design, right? It's how do we put a square a triangle and a circle on top of one another and have the human eye go, oh, I like that. Mm-hmm. Um, that sounds great. And, and in a simpler sense, like that is also comic book storytelling. It's, it's, it's arranging shapes in a way that like the reader can understand and we can follow panel to panel and setting up the math equations so that um, the storytelling works flaw- you know, easily for a reader. Um, and so that was, that was sort of taught to me by Klaus, um, at SVA, um, sort of, you know, you, you, start, you gotta think, let's zoom out thousand foot view. We're just looking at squares and circles and triangles and how do we arrange these things? Um, and, you know, I, I, I never took a graphic design class or anything like that. Uh, I just sort of have an interest in it. Um, I think it's neat <laughs> as like a practice um i um there's a lot better designers than me and i'm always sort of uh y- it's nice you, you say i've been nominated for those eyes and stuff matt but it, it kind of makes my skin crawl because there's things where it's like i bet you there's things i just that i do that i don't know are taboo or not they're just like quote-unquote wrong because right. i don't know all of the what the the quote-unquote like rules what you are supposed to be taught from the beginning um and so uh you know, it, it, I think, uh, it's yeah, it's just having an interest in it and, and trying to, um, you know, the stuff I make is the stuff that I like to look at, you know? It's like, for instance, the Four Kids cover is very much coming from that, like, saw Bass era of movie posters and um, that kind of vibe and, uh, you know, the Furthest Place, that one I think is is fun because it's like, I mean, we talked about where it's the question. The title is asking a question, and the and the each every cover is sort of it's the, the answer. To is that. the answer to the mm. to the question? Um, I don't know stuff like that. I just think is fun, and it, it, it's it's like it's just creative problem solving, right? You know, it's kind of like um,
1: I don't know doing a Sudoku puzzle. <laughs> <It's> not, <laughs> I, I I don't know how to do graphic design, so I I I can't active i can't actually disagree with you on that but that doesn't feel like it's like the same thing but i i guess i'll take your word I, it's,
2: it's the thing i always say to me where it's like the the fun thing about I, there's always an answer right like there's there's always what will is that true like you feel like answer. that's true for me when i do it I, I do like any problem that's brought to you i feel like there is an answer and, it, and you have all the tools and it's just about like you know it's like putting together like a fucking ikea uh armoire like, you have all the pieces, and you just need to, like, there is a solution, but you keep, like, you'll figure it out. So, um, it's a
1: real art form, is what you're saying. It's a real artistry. <laughs> it's somewhere between a Sudoku puzzle and <laughs> building an Ikea furniture <laughs> graphic design. Okay. That's interesting to hear. I've never heard
3: an artist say that before. Like, like, kind of, like, allude to it being systematic in some way. That's really interesting to me, because I'm not a visual thinker at all. Yeah. I mean, be Yeah. The idea that you could look at something like that and be like okay it's in here somewhere and i just have to get to it is really interesting to me um it's weird I, i
2: i i i i I don't think what I'm saying is weird, and you all seem weirded out by
0: it. <laughs> <laughs> I'm,
1: like I, I'm like, I'm I'm oh, on okay, the same maybe.
0: page as you, Tyler. I get it. Don't worry. Okay, you're, hey, not, you're not alone. I, okay, no, good. I
1: I get it. I I guess I guess some of what I'm I'm pushing back against is that like you're so utilitarian about like it's so just like well there's a right way to do this and there's a function and you just sort of push the pieces until right. it goes and like that's not how it. I mean, one, I don't think for for people like i think you're very gifted visually you understand things on a visual level like you know how to put together a page better than almost anyone i've ever met so like i i feel like you're selling that idea short but but even if you're even removing that i don't think that's how someone like me who doesn't work in a visual capacity like it just doesn't it feels like you're either lying or or ripping the or ripping the cu- curtain off like you're doing the Wizard of Oz, and it's like mm-hmm. oh, it's just a, a little dude is weird, like manipulating things, like um, just you know, so it's just a little dude who's weird so doing Sudoku
0: yeah. puzzles while he that's, also so is, it, like, is it that or are, are you are lying?
1: lying? Yeah, it's I mean, that. Yeah,
2: yeah. I don't know. No, it's, um, the, but it's a, you, so, Matt. I think it's a thing. I, I, could, I think I can equate it to what like, let's talk about you writing, um, that's not, like. But no, I think I can sort of do the same okay. thing where it's like, it's, um, you know, when I first started in comics, writing was a f- mystery to me, like the, mm. the actual like craft and practice of it. Yeah. Um, like, I didn't even understand what that meant. Like, I'm a writer. I'm like, what does that mean? Like, you sit down and like, you mm. page one, panel one, and you just go and it's like, oh, no, there's a whole bunch of other things that go into the process of like, building out a story and 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 um you know, dialogue and characters and all these things. And it was, you know, I was so mystified by the process of it that I never wanted to like, when I was starting out, like didn't want to have anything to do with it because it just seemed too daunting. And I think over time you, you, you learn everybody's different how they approach it but you learn the craft of it right and so it's that same sort of idea where it's like I I bring my dad's like my dad's a ditch digger, as he likes to say and like there's a right way and a wrong way to dig a ditch and like you just learn how to dig that ditch mm -hmm. um I
1: don't know that makes a lot of sense to me actually that that because I I do think there's a lot of things where like when I talk to aspiring writers or young writers where I say things and I sort of catch myself being like oh the thing I'm glossing over a lot of things that like are learned but become muscle memory as a writer mm-hmm. like you yeah. just know like oh i have to have this for page turns i have to do this i have to fit this here like this this needs to be this act structure this needs to be this break that i think you know i i've re- i have no idea how many comments i've written but it's a few hundred and like there are certain things that are innate and like that doesn't mean i do them all the time or that i don't push back on them but like yes they just sort of lock in and i know them and so, yeah, I think that's interesting. I've never thought about the visual world of it like that. But, um, yeah, I guess what you do is not that hard. Okay. <laughs> okay. Oh,
2: that's interesting. It's um, not, yeah, anybody can do it.
1: It's um, <laughs> sort of one more question just sort of about about your career stuff. And um, the I, I just, I, just less for whatever reason,
2: I have the utmost respect for actual graphic designers, not my, like, what you... Proper, like that's what they do. The crap, like the uh, like, and uh, so that's why I always feel so uncomfortable with the eyes. Uh, it's like you should get my dumbass shit off the stage, <laughs> uh, next to some of these real like
1: people for sure. I have a ton of respect for them. I have a ton of respect for people who work at IKEA and build furniture. <laughs> all of it, all of it is great. Uh, no, I get, yeah, I think I, I get what you're saying. The, I think the audience, I hope the audience gets what you're saying. We'll vote on it after. Okay. Um, one more question and then we're going to move on but i'm curious for you and i sort of know the answer to this but i kind of want to hear you say it um (laughs) you don't you don't do i mean like in your career you've done uh you did four kids walking to a bank with me yep um you did you've done an issue department of truth with james tynan yep you did a teenage Ninja turtle story Mm -hmm. um we did a short together for razor blades you've done a couple other anthology pieces um and now you did dead dogs bite which we're going to talk about and now we're doing for this place and the last podcast on the left stuff you don't have a ton of work for hire in your resume and i know you've been asked you don't do a lot of cover work and you don't do a lot of commissions like you don't particularly like take on a lot of commissions you're not like someone who on your is like i have a week off i want to do commissions and hit me up and you're not out there hunting to try and get variant cover work like why is that why like you're sort of forging a path that's very different from most of the artists i know and work with and like where does that why why
2: uh I, I mean i think i've talked to you about this before i could be but my i get since to say that i don't like doing the odd cover. And I, I and I used to have fun doing it with commissions but I sort of lost the zeal for it when I like uh, I don't know I, I, I lost the bug and and I didn't need to do it for like need need to do it for money anymore um it's just that like I'm, I've been lucky enough that um I I've been able to be choosy with the kind of work I want to do and the thing that gets me most excited is storytelling and and that's pages and and doing pages of con so whether it's um you know, drawing pages or writing pages, like that's the thing that gets me going. Not not so much as like, you know, the thing, the, the, the couple of, you know, for instance, the the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtle issue I did with um, Paul Aller, like that was specifically written for me. And so it was sort of like, um, I was able they they sort of let me, do, you can do what you want to do. Like there's not going to be much pushback. You can you, like, you, all I want to do is be able to play, play with the page layout and like make this fun Um, the thing with James, like, you know, obviously I'm friends with James and I love him, but the, the pitch he sort of gave me too, was he's like, you know, it's this sort of story and, and there's opportunities for you to sort of mess around here, like, and do your thing. And so like that appealed to me. Um, yeah, I, I'm just, um, I don't, I think, I think working on just working on something to work on it isn't enough for me. Um, mm-hmm. like it needs to, I need, it, there needs to be like the opportunity for me to be able to do what I think I'm good at. Um, and that's taking my time and, and, and sort of, um, trying out different stuff. I don't, I, that I just don't think that like working on a, um, a property drawing wise, like I would be a, uh, I don't know that the, that type of work allows for for that you know, just because of the scheduling and
1: that. <clears throat> yeah, just your emotional investment too. I'm sure is different.
2: Um, yeah, I mean, I, I I take a lot of and maybe this is like um, big headed or whatever, but I, I like I like to have a lot of ownership over my work. Mm-hmm. Um, and you know, working on other people's IP, you don't you're not super allowed that. Yeah. Obvious for obvious reasons.
1: Um, it's weird that other people don't let you. I just own, wanted to own, the own Batman.
2: <laughs> I wanted five percent of Batman, and they said no.
1: That's weird. Five percent is not a lot. No, like yeah. that's that's a
0: boot or like how, a pouch. Um, how much yeah. do you think they're giving Chip Zdarsky ownership of Batman? Yeah,
1: he gets two hundred percent of Batman.
0: Oh is that true? God. God. Yeah, he owns all, all
1: of back. Batman, and then owns Batman again. Oh, uh, it's tr- it's troubling the idea of
3: what he's going to do with that money. I don't like Oh, that. they don't pay him.
1: Oh, okay. <laughs> oh, he just, yeah. he just okay. no, he gets to
0: have a little plaque on his wall. A little yeah, certificate. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> okay. it's,
1: it's funny. Uh, I know you guys don't know. It's funny when people think that Chip is paid to make comics. Um... <laughs>
3: <laughs> and that brings us to the end of part one of our discussion with Tyler Boss. While you're waiting on part two, make sure you check out Dead Dogs Bite, Follow Tyler on Twitter at Boy Cartoonist and keep an eye on this very Ashcan Press substack to see everything that Mr. Boss is working on. To get the latest episodes of this podcast, as well as news, giveaways, and even comics delivered straight to your inbox, go to ashcanpress.com and sign up for the newsletter. We'll be back next week for part two of our discussion. And in the meantime, you can write to us at ideasdontbleedpod at gmail.com or tweet to Matthew Rosenberg at Ashcan Press on Twitter, me at Tales to Astonish, or Griffin at Griff Sheridan. We'll include some of your correspondence on the show, and we'd love to hear what you have to say. And big thanks to Summer People for our theme song, Where's the Poison? Thanks so much for listening, and we'll see you next time.